This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. <laughs> Welcome back to the Ajima Show. Ajima Show! I'm Peter Kim. No, I'm Unji Kim. And I am Unji Kim as well. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> us here in your ear holes. We're, love, we're, we, we're obsessed with you guys. We're here. We're back. It's been such a busy week. And um, yes. I got to say, I, I don't know. We did the um, on the first, right? Yeah. We did our thing on the first and we released it. And since then, I have been nonstop going, going, going. Yeah, truly. Uh, it feels crazy. Um, mm-hmm. What's up with you? Well, how are, how's your week been? It's been crazy, but in a different way. Talk to me. You know, I'm. I don't know if you're familiar with the relationship podcast. Like, where do we begin with Esther Perel? No. So it's basically real life relationships that they like. It's like a real life counseling session that she'll they'll have with this woman, Esther Perel. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, one session with her, and they, like, kind of break it down. Like, whatever is happening in their relationship, the crisis, the issue, that issue, they, she, like, breaks it down. She, like, will talk to them for a little bit beforehand and kind of get the lay of the land, you know? But, like, otherwise, it's all happening live inside of this podcast. Okay. And do they do they call in, or is it people she knows and gets into the studio? They're in the studio. They, they are not existing clients of hers. Oh, okay. She's a therapist, so it's, like, it's all happening very live. And cool. I was listening to this one about, like, well, first of all, the year has been going gangbusters. I've been us- using those crystals and jingling them on my head, all sorts of shows. <gasps> yeah! <laughs> Let me say this. Okay. I have been bombing with this story um, pretty consistently. And... <laughs> okay. Good start. <laughs> um... But I think because of the crystals, I feel okay about it. <laughs> hey, hey, look at that. That's all that really matters. I mean, it's very it? focused. <laughs> like, I am writing a lot, but I am, like, in the moment, really wanting to talk about this story. And it's bombing, and I should give up on it. But, like, yeah. I, for me, there's, like, um, I'm having, like, a little bit of a thrill bombing a little bit. I know it's ah, very, it's very weird. It's very weird. It's very... Like entitled, and it's very like yes. old white comedian. Um, <gasps> it's true. Like it's okay. a, it all comes from a very I mean like a deep place of entitlement that they like. I no one is agreeing, but I insist. You know. Right, right. Um, You're trolling on stage. You're yes, troll. and so okay. I am having a little bit of fun with that. Um, I love. Yeah, it's like been interesting. I. I I know that both of us do not enjoy that. I, you don't enjoy it. I hate it. Like we both um, are up there for all the right reasons, which is um, a validation from strangers. So like, <laughs> it's been weird, but I haven't leaning into it. And I feel like some of the, but I've been also writing a lot. So it's like a weird dichotomy. Like I don't need to do this because I have other material that I've been writing, but yeah. I have just been bombing on stage. <laughs> it's so weird, Peter. I am in a I am in a weird spot. Like I feel good, but I I am in a very like transitional thing. Yeah, you're the muscles are breaking and they're ripping yeah. apart, and then they have to you know come back together stronger. 
Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. I, but, <laughs> I totally feel that. So that, like, aside from the comedy stuff, like, I, there's, like, this, this um, thing with my relationship that's, like, been a little... Like, it's been weird to realize, like, patterns from your parents that you think that you've broken that are manifesting uh, themselves in different ways in the relationship you have with your partner, you know? Now, is this going back to your the relationship podcast you've been listening to? Yes. But it's okay, I, I started listening to it because I was like, I would love some free advice that is from a okay. professional and that I do not have to pay for, you know, like find, like, cause you know, even if you go to therap therapy, you have to find the right time, especially with couple therapy, you have to coordinate two schedules. Oh, it's impossible. It's impossible. Yeah. So I was just like looking to. And then you, you have know, to go and be like, is this the right fit? Does yes. She me? Or is she leaning towards, or it, he or they yes. or leaning towards my partner? Are they being fair? And it's just another it's, fucking thing I have to manage. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I'm not yeah, interested. More emotional labor for you. Mm-hmm. That's enough. It's so enough. you're getting some free therapy. So I was just listening to it, and it was like it was just listening to this very specific thing about um, how it's a very like um, this relationship was like all entrenched in everything or nothing, and like really bad fights, emotional escalations, like of, like a lot of like emotional threatening and stuff, and the way that they were breaking down each of their respective parents, I was like. Ugh, God. Like, it doesn't look, like, to me, it doesn't, the pattern, the relationship pattern I've created doesn't look to me from the outside like my parents. But yeah. if I were to examine the emotional patterns that exist on the inside, it's exactly like my parents. Wow. That's crazy. It is crazy. It is crazy. And it's Just like. Just goes to show, can we even fix ourselves? Can we get better than the generation before us? I mean, I was, I was. There's like therapy is pretty new, you know, like like as a as a science, as a social science, it's pretty new. Psychology, psychiatry, it's all pretty new, sure. um, especially like in the way that we know of it now. And even like, uh, OK, medicine. can I posit something here? Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that therapy in its current, um, you know, uh, vein is yeah. new. Right. You're yes. paying someone, an outside person to sit there so you can talk, talk, talk your feelings out. And then yes. you, talk therapy at least. Right. Yes. yes. But if you if we really think about it, like all therapy is, is what we used to do with our priests in confessionals, yes. in our prayers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's yes. all shit that's old. Yes. We've been I mean, talking to people yes. about our problems for a long time. <laughs> we, we just take 10% of our yeah. fucking income. <laughs> and kind of works the same way now. <laughs> it does. It works exactly the same way, except it's not going to, like, abusing children in the church. Right. You know, systematic Or the abuse. Inquisition or, like, yeah, the Crusades. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's going to uh, some red-haired Jewish lady who lives in Malibu. Yeah. You know who, I mean? who, like, yeah. Yeah. Red-haired Jewish lady. <laughs> yes, mine was brown hair. She had salt and pepper, and she yes. had a villa in Tuscany that I was ah! happy to pay for. Yes, <laughs> someone's gonna have to pay for the water bill there in Tuscany. <laughs> She's got That's a crazy. jazz musician husband that I love that she has. Yeah, I'm just saying I love that we can speak our truths and our problems to other people that are not forced upon us by our, you know, religious sect. Yes, one hundred percent. So, yeah. like, I think that doesn't make it better. I think, like, the, the most recent iteration of uh, psychology and therapy is probably the best I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, like, because I've seen it all. Like, when I was, I was 
deep in therapy and psych- psychiatric like pill cra- the pill craze of the early aughts, late nineties. Yeah, you you were OG therapy. You went to therapy before it was cool. Oh yeah, when it was embarrassing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when it, it was, was a shame to your Korean family. <laughs> yes, it still is. It's yes, still. And so I will say that the current iteration and the way that they even put you on drugs now is much much better. It's crazy yeah. how they used to do it. You know, yeah. they like we're giving twelve year old kids like lithium and like being like oh that's okay, God. right? <laughs> Okay. Jesus Christ! I mean, I mean just like you're I'm doing fine do it now. now. You're you're all you're all you're really doing is bombing and loving it. I mean, you're leading a great life. You're <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay, um, I'm I'm actually about to do a story this tonight that okay. I have been dragging my feet on because I, um, it's like I'm gonna be talking. It's like that uh, Ada Chang show. I told you about like where she really doesn't want you to be funny. It's supposed to be really serious. Oh, oh yeah, the serious storytelling show. <laughs> and I'm really freaking. I am freaking out about the story I'm about to tell. It's like Whoa. a level of vulnerability that I have. I've. Yeah. Are there you things that you've never talked? Yeah. You haven't achieved that. You haven't unlocked that level yet. Well, are there things that you've never talked about on stage? Of course. There. Most of my life, I don't talk about. I talk <laughs> about a lot, but, but I mean, so like, many, there's people. so much stuff that I can't. Yeah, that you can't absolutely. Have. There are a couple of times I've tried, and Korean listeners will understand this. I've tried to talk about like how physically abusive my dad was. Yes. And it never goes well. Everyone's always still like upset or worried for me. Yes. No matter how many times I tell them he's dead and I make sure <laughs> of it. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it, just doesn't, it doesn't fly. I'm trying to find a way because like if you told this to Korea, if I did this in Korea, mm-hmm. it would kill. Yeah. Because there's a context around getting your ass beat by your scary dad. You know, yes. like, that's just like a normal thing for Koreans. But like, obviously, because we, we do, you know, comedy in front of white people, white yeah. people get so butthurt about that. And like, I get it. I, I thank you for worrying about the child to me. But shut the fuck up and just listen to the point. Yeah. You I know? mean, it's, your, so, it's also your scary mom and scary your dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's so many other things that I just don't talk about because... I haven't found like a funny way into it yet, or I myself haven't fully processed the trauma yet. Yes. You know, like uh, yeah. there's plenty of trauma I've processed. Trust, honey, yeah. I'm joking about it. It's because I've processed it, but there's certain things that I just haven't. And I'm like, okay, well I need to figure out a way in, but storytelling shows like yours yeah. sounds like a perfect way to try it out. Yeah. I'm going to see if I can, I have processed it. Writing it okay. out has been, it has been sort of like, um, it's in both, Good and exactly what I was afraid of it doing, yeah. which is like reopening and like re- forcing me to re-examine some things that don't necessarily need to. You know what I mean? Like, I'm good. Sure, sure. But, um, and so like the constant navel gazing in this regard is, that is the unhealthy part, you know? Um, yeah. So like, we'll see. I have a feeling it's going to be great. Oh, either way, yeah. with, whether it goes exactly the way you want or not, I think you're going to have a, a great, like, cathartic experience because there'll be people around you and you'll be able to say stuff out loud. And even saying that, like, you know what they say, like, naming your demon is the first step. 
And right. that way, like, you know, like, who you're fucking with. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, <laughs> the, the more you keep it inside, the more right. you, it becomes bigger in your mind. So I think you're taking a great first step, whatever the story is. Hopefully we could uh, hear it in a Patreon exclusive ah! sometime. <laughs> Bringing it back, honey! That was so slick. I'm so fucking thrilled with myself. You guys, we have a Patreon account. If you don't know what Patreon is, it's an easy, fast, and really cheap way to support me and OMG and this podcast. As we've said before, we are planning to come to a city near you. Our first stop in this year of our Lord 2020 is the East Coast. Um, we have it. We have settled on a city, and we will be releasing it once all the contracts are sa- snatched, <laughs> signed, <laughs> snatched, <laughs> uh, and then signed, yeah, and signed. Yes, um, the Patreon address is patreon.com/ajma. Uh, show and you could go there you could donate 5 10 15 whatever you're comfortable with uh and you get all this extra stuff what are some extra stuff that they can get Angie? more ex- you got you have this beautiful content special content, content. gossip gossip like a special a special little things that we've done for you buttons yes. stickers buttons. no <gasps> merch merch tote bag t-shirt Art by our own um friend and engineer of the pod special Phil. emails Yes, special emails and uh, releases to this new show, the live show that we're going to be doing. You get to buy tickets first early on so it doesn't sell out on you. So a lot of great stuff. So you can go support us. It's a new year. Uh, Go check it out. See if it's right for you. If it is, throw us a couple of dollars. If it's not, don't worry. Another way you can really help is what I really want us to do is to get to 100 reviews for the Ajuma show on iTunes by the end of the month. Even if you're not listening to this on iTunes, just review us wherever you are. But we're almost there. We're at like 65 or something like that reviews. I would love to get to 100 reviews by the end of the month. So if you're listening and you haven't written a review for us yet, please take a second, pause this, and do it for us. You could even just like put a thumbs up emoji. It doesn't even matter. We just want to break 100. That's all. That's It's just, it's how, however we need to get there. I don't care how we get there. Please help us. Yes. Okay. How how close are we right now? We're at like 65. So we only need like 35... Reviews, yeah, which is like nothing. Nothing. That's it's nothing. one it's... Asian acapella group. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. 35 fucking Asians. Jin, jin, jin. Jin, jin, jin. <laughs> anyway, um, I also want to say thank you. Well, first of all, good luck on your show. Break a leg. You'll be great. Thank and, you. Um, I can't wait to hear about it. Mm-hmm. So speaking of shows, I want to first of all thank everyone who came out to the Ice House in Pasadena at the Ice House Comedy Club on Friday. It was a late night Friday show, 10 p.m. And oh my God, what a show. It was, okay, first of all, it was long. And you know how I feel about not shows that are not paced well. That's true. But I will say I did go seven minutes over my time. Oh my God. I feel so bad. I just want to apologize to, first of all, everyone who came, uh, who the, it felt long for a show. I had definitely contributed to that seven minutes of it. And secondly, I just want to apologize to PK, and um, who's a comedian and producer extraordinary. He's a Korean guy. We love him. He's a friend of the pod. He's um, just a great guy. He's a dad. He um, put this show together of all Asian comedy show runners. Um, cool. So Aiden Park was there. I was there. Dante Chang, um, KT Qatar. There's so many people, and everybody killed. And it was such a cool, like young, childless Asian vibe. <laughs> it was so rad. I fucking loved it. Like 
It was so cool, and it was all stand-ups doing showcase style, so we were just introducing each other. It wasn't doing 10 minutes. Some people did 15 because they brought a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and you I got brought... to do 17? <laughs> Here's the thing. Okay, so... First Wait, of all, those, who so was headlining? Was it so showcase style, so no one was headlining? No headliners. Okay. Everyone was doing showcase. And, um, but George Wang did close it out, which he's a great comic. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> on that night like two different people slid into my DMs you know who you are yeah and asked me if they could get on the list for the show and I was like yeah sure of course we'll figure it out and uh, so I just want to say thank you to those people who slid into my DMs asked me got on the guest list and came to the show thank you thank you thank you love you secondly um the show was so hot MG wow. like my set was going so hot that I saw the red light and then I looked at I looked at the light and said <laughs> okay <laughs> Peter <laughs> it was great I was like I knew I was going over but I couldn't there was a part of me that was having so much fun up there that I couldn't I could not care less I was like fire me don't ever Asked me to come to the show. I, I, that's not exactly what I was thinking. Of course, in retrospect, I, I was being an asshole. But in the <laughs> moment, I was just so into the set. You're right. And I shouldn't have gone into crowd work, but I fucking did because it was right there. Yeah. And it's the same stage that Ken Jung did his special. <gasps> right. And let me fucking tell you, before I went to PK, the comic said, have you played the stage before? I was like, no, I've only played the small one, uh, yeah. the, the side one at the Ice House. He goes, oh, just wait. You're going to fucking love it. And I went up there and I'll tell you what, it was the loudest fucking room I've ever played in my life. Wow. Ever. Famously known because Joe Rogan does all his sets there. He works out all his stuff there and yeah. he calls it the best room in America. And I got to say. As the Asian Joe Rogan. <laughs> As the Asian Joe Rogan, I concur. Wow, you're gonna get me fucking blacklisted from every <laughs> single list. Yeah. Oh, man. That's what I'm here for. I got uh, a weedle. I got a needle. <laughs> That's but, so good. That um, sounds amazing. I can see why Ken really cool. filmed a special there. Uh, yeah, I, I obviously know. Like, I would love to do it there as well. It was mm-hmm. so loud. It was so cool. Low ceiling? Is that what it is? Like, low, I mean, because it also looks like there's ceiling. risers. Uh, there, no, no, no. It's tight. It's a tight ceiling. It's a little platform that raises right above the audience, mm-hmm. not like too much above. So yeah, like yeah. you're kind of right there. And there are people like right next to the stage. Okay. So it's cabaret really style. To do. Ca- uh, yeah, like a big cabaret. It kind of feels like um, the Second City main stage, but smaller. Wow. Like, okay. A tight version of that. And the main stage is loud too. Main stage is loud. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it was just like an amazing night and there were so many, like, it, I, it was, I was so proud to be a part of a lineup where it's like all Asian comics and everybody's just like killing it. Yeah. And it really made me think like, damn, like we don't need to ever perform f- with anyone else. Yeah. If I just perform with other Asians. We do one show a month. I'd be in. Yeah. And get this. <laughs> 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 Honestly, um, yes, and thank you. Um, I need it, but uh, I really do need January's 2020s kind of because I'm doing the CBS showcase right now, right. or I'm writing for it. So a lot of my time's d- d- devoted to that. 
Um, so I haven't been able to like go out and do a lot of shows or even like send out like requests to do shows. So um, January, February, I really have to like ramp it up and get out there and beg <laughs> to be on people's shows because I can't. I, once the CBS showcase is over next week, I, I, I'm going to need something to do. So if you're out there and you're booking shows, let me know. Do it, please. Yeah. That oh, sounds well, like great, okay. That sounds like a great show. You know, I, mean, I had my first road gig in February. Where? In Kenosha. Kenosha? Is that Wisconsin? Yeah. Wow, cool. Are you yeah. excited? Yeah, I, I'm featuring. Um, <gasps> for who? I don't know, but they asked oh. me to come out there for that weekend. Wow, that's amazing. I know. Well, if you're in Wisconsin, folks, or if you know, if you have friends, go check yeah. out OG at, at the Kenosha. I'm sure you're going to plug it. Once yeah. It gets <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah, I'm sort cool. of like, it's going to be interesting. Are you excited? I'm excited. I am excited. It's sort of the reason why I think I've been dicking around because I'm like, no, I'm going to have to like get serious in like today. Yeah. Yeah. Are you doing a weekend or? I'm doing a weekend. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so cool. Are they putting you up? Yes. (gasps) Yeah. I know. I know. I mean, I booked, this is is a book from months ago, but it's kind of crazy. I forgot about it because it's such, such a long time ago. Right. And like, I think she reached out in like October. Oh, wow. For this date. Yeah. They book early. Yeah. So yeah. I was just like, okay. And then I was just saw it coming up on my calendar. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I got to pull together like a pretty clean, white friendly set. <laughs> <laughs> like it's Good six luck. weeks. I was just telling you like how cool it was to be around all these fucking yes. You're like, oh, I got to go fucking play Kenosha. Well, yeah. you got to go where the money's at. I got, exactly. It's like not a lot, but this, there is yeah. some money there. And yeah. um, like, yeah. I mean, it's sort of like what you were talking about with like, the TV friendly Conan set, like, yeah. you know, that's sort of what, you know, even JFL, that's what kind of what they want. So whatever. Yeah. By the way, a psychic that I saw just before we go to break, I just want to say, um, the psychic that I saw, um, told me to go to dynasty typewriter on Sunday and, um, a ginger person, a person with ginger hair will help me with my career. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I just got shivers. Shivers. Goosebumps. Taksai. So I'm going to go Sunday. um, A psychic? A psychic. Well, a tarot reader. What do you call those? Okay. I don't know. I mean, tarot readers are very different. Like, right? I don't know. Are they? (laughs) Aren't they all like just making educated guesses based on feelings? (laughs) (laughs) No, because some of them are like... Intuit, intuitives, other are empaths, some are mediums, some people are like actual legit psychics. What is the difference? They're just more attuned to some kind of vibration that I'm not? Yes. Okay. Well, one of those told me to go Sunday to this thing called Go Day. So I'm going to go. And um, yeah, I'll tell you what it is. I looked up the lineup and the only redhead there is Felicia Day. I know who that is. She's an actress. She was in a bunch of like Joss Whedon vehicles back in the day kind of like nerdy she was on buffy i believe what or angel one felicia of those, like, day yeah look her up okay. she's famous anyway so right. maybe it's felicia day who knows i'll report back on the next episode next week so right. excited <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back with topics is one of the stars of the new movie, Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. Please welcome John Cho. The evolution of John Cho. Actor John Cho. Hi, my name is John Cho.
This is a small thing that I haven't talked about today, but another thing that I was kind of excited by was having an all Asian American family, mm -hmm. which I, you know, and whatever. I was just, that, that to me, um, in a dramatic context uh, was another small, exciting thing. In fact, I'm usually paired with someone who's not Asian. That's, uh, which is progressive in its own sense, but um, I, I thought to, to have a, a complete family that was all Asian American was an interesting thing. Then it wasn't uh, what it was about, but mm -hmm. it was a part of it, and I liked that. It's been a crazy, crazy, amazing slash, um, I don't know, like upsetting time at the Golden Globes, right? This Sunday, did you watch? Did you guys watch? I, I don't know. I don't know if anyone listening to this podcast would watch <laughs> award shows, but I watched. I mean, I didn't. I didn't watch live. I, you, just you know, I follow, it's like it's like how I watch quote unquote the Real Housewives. Like I read about them. I look at the stuff online, the online coverage of it. I look at YouTube videos. You know. I do sure. the auxiliary research, but I'm not watching yeah. on terrestrial television live. No, I didn't either. I saw it on some, someone's TV. They had recorded it. But exactly. um, you should. Did you watch Ricky Gervais's monologue? I watched some of it, yes. Okay. It was so good and so savage. I mean, the room hates him. Yes. And also, that room is tough. Kind of like, it, it's because he was kind of doing straight roast. Yeah. Versus. No, but I mean, like, usually, like, there's more, like, the things that usually, quote, unquote, play better are things that are a little more theatrical, like, a little more, like, showman-y, you know, like, theater-based. Yeah, like, throwback Billy Crystal yes. type of thing. I mean, Steve even Amy, Amy and um, Tina, like, it was, like, they kind of did things. They did little bits together. Um, that yeah, that's pattern. not Ricky's. <laughs> no, that's not his. Uh, no, pain. and that no, space. No, he's more like and that room. Like I hate the fact that I'm here. Type yes. of situation. It's his yes. fifth year doing it. They keep asking him to do it. Because, I don't know why. Because he's funny. But no one likes. He doesn't even really. He's pissed. That's it's like what I'm going to tag in this relationship. I think that's become a thing. I mean, that's the <laughs> thing. I love it. I wish I had Ricky Gervais's career. Like, so accepted by the industry that you can be like, fuck you. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I love that. That's, and, and but the room does not. Like, no. Tom Hanks was very upset the entire time. Yes. He was receiving the Cecil B. DeMille. Yes. Like, a Lifetime Achievement Award. I know. <laughs> and he was just, like, not happy. And everyone, <laughs> there was a lot of people there just that was just getting butthurt about a lot of, like, stuff that he was saying that, is totally, I would say the same things. You know, like Jeffrey Epstein stuff. That, he was acute, you that, know, like Harvey Weinstein stuff. Yes. Like, that everyone was like, oh, and I'm like, fuck you. Like, you can't laugh at the fact that you're all abiding by this. Get the fuck out of here. But the one that, Fucking the Hollywood moment that really went viral, like in terms of on Twitter, and then Jack was telling me about it as well, because it was so funny. Um, our friend Jack, uh, it's like when, Ricky was saying, um, like, t talking about people's acceptance speeches and for them not to be so sanctimonious and, like, oh, talk yeah, about yeah. politics so much. <laughs> and he was like, you know, Apple, he was just, like, calling out the hypocrisy inherent in being so, um, like, so high cool. and mighty. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, as and like when you go up and accept this award inside of an industry that it profits and always almost Im immeasurably by the by by the slavery slavery of others <laughs> enslavement of others and capitalism you know Amazon yeah. uh, Apple like all of yeah. this Disney come on yeah and uh, he was like if that line about if if ISIS had a streaming channel you'd all be calling your agents that is. <laughs> <such> <laughs> I love that line. It's so good. And because the thing it's is, so I, true too. it's so true. I <laughs> talk all the fuck. time. We don't how, give a fuck. And I'm not no. saying they, I don't give a fuck. We're made to not give a fuck who's paying us because we're made to not ask. And it's there that we all are a part of a capitalist society that begs us to be deplorable human beings in order to survive. Right. It is a function of the system, and it insists and it necessitates all of us to be uh, to base ourselves. That's what it's parasite the, is fucking about. Yeah, it's the <laughs> only industry that I'm honestly built for. You know what I mean? Like I'm here for it. Stinky like, daddy. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I love how he went. He said that, and then immediately Rami Yusuf won. He was like, "Yeah, I, I am going to thank my God." And he thanked a lot. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. I was like, "That's great. Good for you." And also. Fuck you, Ricky. Like, if people want to use their time to whatever, then let them, you know? But yeah. I, I get the joke, you know? Like, the joke is I, good. I thought, I thought joke was funny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, also, I love, I mean, the thing is, I don't love, I, I talk about ISIS propaganda videos all the time. They're very high quality. You do. You, that is your, <laughs> that is your particular uh, area of expertise. I love to talk about it. If you know anything about me, you know I love it. Yeah, it's like very fascinating world. They're very highly, highly produced. And I'm yeah. like, they should put out a streaming channel. I'm sure all this stuff would be very good. I'm sure it would be <laughs> captivating at the least. <laughs> we are the Asian Joe Rogans. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, speaking of <laughs> Asians cleaning up, I mean, the Koreans at the Golden Globes, honey, the iconic win for Aquafina. Oh my Best God. Best lead actress in a comedy slash music. First of all, that comedy slash musical. Why is it in that category? Is it a timing thing or did they submit it as a comedy? Because The Farewell was not, I funny. mean, it was funny, but it was crushing. It, it's I very it strategic when they do that stuff. It is very strategic. Because like Succession was like kind of spun as a comedy even initially and then very clearly was recategorized as a drama. I guess I'm just like, I, I'm confused by like what the categories are even because it, what it, what is it you know like how yeah. do you you could just self describe yourself as a comedy or musical I yeah. guess okay yeah. cool you and can then if you yeah. yeah and then people vote on it I guess but um, she did win she was the first East East Asian person to win uh, for, for a lead. lead actress role that's crazy fucking nutty. It's last 2020. Sandra, it's 20. Oh <laughs> it's fucking 2020. Uh, last year, Sandra O oh won for um, supporting for TV. Yeah. Uh, oh, was she a lead in supporting, or she's she, no, was, she was supporting? She was a lead. Oh, she was a lead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but on TV, and she. This is for uh, movie, and this was the first win. So congratulations to Aquafina, and yes. I loved her speech. She was so funny and concise, yeah. and. I just love her. I'm obsessed with her. And I am I can't too. Wait for her. Nora from Queens comes out. Yeah, she's just like killing it, and you could see like to watch someone's career just blow up like this yes. is so cool. And you see every move being made. She was even great in Jumanji too. I don't know if you guys watched that, but she was mm -hmm. so funny in it. And she had just like a really iconic role in it. And also, um, she is part of 
um, the same management company that I'm a part of. So yeah. it's really nice to know that um, someone's career being managed by the same people yeah. can be so different from mine. <laughs> <laughs> Get in that dig while you can, Peter. <laughs> uh, also winning uh, an award for best foreign film was, of course, Parasite and Hong Juno, the director yeah. of directors. I thought he was robbed. I thought he should have gotten uh, the award for best director. Yes. But of course, it went to Sam Mendes for uh, yet another fucking World War film, as if we did not have enough. Was it the 1917 movie? 1917? 1917. I didn't even know this movie existed. It was crazy. It barely even, it came out Christmas, no one watched it. Wow. And then they were like, oh, it's going to be wide release in a week or like in, in, in the, in the, what's it called? Internationally released in January 10th or something. It's not even out internationally. And then Ridiculous. it got the best, it, it, it basically swept, you know, with the director and movie and all that. Yeah. Hollywood Foreign Press, first of all, you're the Hollywood Foreign Press and you have a, something called a foreign film category foreign or a foreign language film category what do you mean why is the language english yes why isn't every language foreign what the fuck is going on here i just don't get it yeah and he wasn't put into the category of best film like i think this is so stupid and when he went up bong Juno went up and accepted with his, his translator by the way yeah I loved what he said. He said, once you overcome the one-inch tall barrier so of gorgeous, subtitles, yeah. you will be introduced to so many more amazing films. What a beautiful way to drag a fucking stupid-ass <laughs> piece of shit audience who doesn't like to read subtitles. <laughs> Fuck yes! I love Bong Juno. I am here for him. I wish he was part of my family. <sighs> Everyone looked great. It was just like crazy to see that many different types of Korean people. Hello. Like, How I mean, crazy. Asian people, yes, but just Korean people. Like, you know, like... The actors? Yeah. Oh, they looked beautiful. Oh, my God, on the red carpet, I'm going to cry! Like, it was crazy to <laughs> see. Like, I, I'm truly, like, astonished. And also, like, Kerry Washington wearing, like, some sort of, like, BDSM-inspired body jewelry. It was just, like... I loved this moment. This moment was very, like, just paging through all the things. Like, it was not the usual frothy fair of, like, yeah. all white women wearing big gowns. No. It was, it was truly, like, it felt like, ah, this is what it should look like. And, it, you know, obviously it's still far from where it should be, but it's, it's a great step forward. And seeing this many Koreans from Korea I know. on the red carpet at the Golden Globes... Come on. Like, Did you hear really... Korean again? Yes, to hear Korean on the fucking mates. Oh my God. I'm going to freak out. It's just <laughs> empowering. That's the type of shit that we get as Koreans when we look at that and we hear our language spoken bad to us on NBC, produced by Lauren Goddamn Michaels, who's never had a fucking Korean on his show. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it is very, very empowering. And people, white people don't understand that. Even black people probably don't understand it because. Although there are, there is like a problem with black representation, there hasn't been this like dusty of a non-represented period as Asians in media. It's true. So I think this is so fucking cool. It's a huge step forward. And it means great things for you and me when we are out here competing for roles, writing roles, fucking uh, directing, producing shit. Like we are here to compete and we're here to contend. And they finally see... These fucking thirsty ass motherfuckers see that there is dollar bills behind Asian representation. Thank you. Thank okay. you. You're welcome. Thank you.
All right. <laughs> You're welcome. That's it for the Golden Globes. <laughs> I mean, it was really a magical evening. It was. A magical evening. Okay, so we didn't get to this last week, but I wanted to talk about this. One, this is just funny. And also, um, New York Post always does deliver with the insane headline. Um, uh, the New York Post. <laughs> but the U.S. ambassador to South Korea, his name is Harry Harris, um, apparently <laughs> grew a mustache. Uh-huh. And um, everyone in South Korea has taken a great deal of offense to it. Well, and also one, um, it's like, it's like reminiscent, it's, this, it's apparently reminiscent of oppressive governors general when um, Korea was under Japanese rule. And also, by the way, this guy, uh, Harry Harris, is half Japanese. He, that's what I was going to, I was like, is he Latino? What's no, he's half, What's he was locator? born in Japan. Oh, he's a Japanese guy. No, he, he's half, he's half. I know, but he was born in Japan. Then aren't you Japanese then? I guess, yeah. So he's he was born in Japan to a Japanese mother and a and a uh, a father who was in the U.S. Navy, and okay. um, yeah. So like he was like never had a mustache before, but then once he became an ambassador to Korea, yeah. went out of his way to grow a mustache. Okay. And it's like it feels particularly pointed because facial hair is sort of like unusual in South Korea, and it is sort of like um, mostly because we can't pull it off. <laughs> we just don't have enough follicles on no. our goddamn upper lips to, to to flush out a mustache. Except for the women, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell you, as yeah, a Korean as a Korean girl who's had a mustache since she was nine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it can it can happen, but uh, it's very different. I just thought it was very strange. It's like um, shit is getting tense internationally. Like every other day, there is something happening between Korea and Japan, Korea and America that like is small sites on an internet, like in diplomatic relations that are like offending each other. Like, small ways are, like, going back and forth. Like, the trade sanctions, like, various, like, news reports about, like, various diplomats, like, snubbing each other. It's, like, getting tense. Mm. Um, Like, everywhere, as we all know. Um, Not just. (laughs) um, But, like, I feel like this story and the fact that it was even a matter of being covered and that it was covered even more in the Korean press it's yeah. like, I think, indicative of, like, heightening tension, you know? This it's does not. seem like a story that is not really worth talking about, besides the fact that it's adding to the tension that's already brewed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, someone having... A, so what is the controversy? That he has a mustache and it looks like Japanese, like a Japanese guy, like, from the um, occupation time? Yes. And that also, um, facial hair is just sort of, like, seen as being... Rude. But would they, do you think the Koreans have, would have said this or made a comment on this if he was just white? No. Right. So it is the Japaneseiness of this guy that's really stuck in our craw. <laughs> the Japaneseiness, yes. I think is what is upsetting me. What is, how do you do, how do you, what's the word for like of or relating to J- Japanese? The Japanese quoi. <laughs> 
like that? I don't know. That sounds really yeah, nice. Yeah, I think though. that's right. Yeah. I think that's right. <laughs> um, but, it's well, like, but it's just like, it's the fact that, even the fact that he, this dude was picked as the diplomatic <laughs> ambassador from the U.S., right. you know, to South Korea. It's like fucking right. nuts. Why not pick a Korean person? Exactly. Or like a white person. Like it's historically been. Like to pick a military official that is half Japanese, it's like kind of cray given the current history. Yes. And also the current climate between the two countries. Right. This is a recent appointee. So like. Oh, this person just got appointed? Yes. Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. I thought he was appointed for a while and then he just got a mustache and everybody started going crazy. No, he got, he oh, was appointed recently and then grew the fucking mustache. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, you know, just like, a, just like a clueless dude who didn't know what the fuck he was walking into, but also he has this, you know, he is half Japanese, like all this stuff. And it's just in a climate that's not right for it. It's know? just not the most sensitive choice to make. Exactly. And also yeah. this is like a heightened time. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's te- all tensions are high. You kind of need to be more nunchi, you know? Like you got to have some nunchi. You got to have a little more nunchi, folks, yeah. okay? <laughs> you got to have a little more awareness of the collective good and what your fucking role is within it. Oh my gosh, ever since that conversation, I like think about nunchi so much more. Do you? Yeah, like I like will cast a side eye at people a lot more than I used to. Yeah, I, me too, yes. actually. I, I, it's but I, I'm also catching myself a lot when I'm acting nunchi less. Yes. I start, I start like catching myself and I go, ooh, okay. You, you got to be a nunchi warrior, yeah. nunchi ninja, okay? <laughs> if you're going to yell at other people for being rude, you yourself must also abide by the same rules. Be less rude. Be less rude. It's hard <laughs> for people like you and me. You know what I mean? Yes. Like we're just like we're that we were born rude and we'll die rude. You know what I mean? We just <laughs> don't have that much nunchi to begin with. But I you know. know, it's something we're trying for 2020. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back with Kick Ass Koreans. Um, yeah, it was an interesting experience I, when I was going over there. Um, my parents said, you, you have to get together with all, your rel- all the relatives. I said, I'm going oh. to be there for a day. I don't have time. So what we ended up doing was setting up a lunch uh, where they all came uh, to the hotel where I was doing the junket at. And um, as I was going down to lunch, I, I had a translator because my Korean isn't great enough to do, isn't good enough to do interviews. And he said, do you want me to, to stay for lunch? And I said, uh, I hadn't thought about it, but I said, sure. And we went, and I ended up having, as weird as it was, having a UN translator whispering in my ear, it was um, the best experience I've ever had with my relatives because my Korean was that of a six-year-old boy. It was frozen in time. (laughs) And um, and I could never relate to them. I could never have a conversation with them, but, you know, with a translator, I was able to connect with these family members. It was, uh, I'm very grateful for that. Did you order like a six-year-old? Did you get like chicken nuggets <laughs> or something like that? All right, we are back with Kick-Ass Koreans, y'all! Key! All right, I'm very excited for our Kick-Ass Korean this week. Okay. Um, Kick-Ass Koreans this week. So mine uh, is um, someone named... Peggy Goo, or Gao, P-E-G-G-Y-G-O-U. 
Okay. This person. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Usually. Cool. Um, this person is, uh, I, I thought it was Gao and I was like, oh, this is a Chinese name, but it is cool. And cool is a Korean last name. Very rare, but it does exist. Yes, it's one it of is rare. fancy ones. Like, it is boom. a fancy one. That's exactly yes. what I was going to say. Whenever you boom see that vowel cool. at the end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. She was born in South Korea, now based in Berlin. She's a DJ, but also a fashion designer. I mean, the bitch got craft and skill. Okay. okay. She's a hyphen. She's a hyphenate. I She's see it. She's a hyphenate. Okay. She recently launched her um, fashion line called Kirin. Like, kind okay. of that, like that beard, the Japanese beard. Yeah, yeah. K-I-R-I-N. Uh-huh. And uh, I took a look at the, a couple of the promo photos and it looks very cool. It's very like uh, streetwear meets high heels meets um, a, a dress meets uh, like loud graffiti prints. You know, like... It's very, like, of now, very young, very Berlin. Cool. It seems very, like, cool and artsy. Um, She's also, so she's a fashion designer, but her, so she's saying, like, the passion is music, but fashion gives her butterflies. So she's doing both. The cool Cool. thing is she's part of Coachella this year. Yeah, a lot of Korean people at Coachella this year. Bitch, so many, a lot of Asians, first of all. Yeah. The most Asians ever at Coachella this year. Really? But, Yeah. And I want to give a quick shout out because of last year's K-pop um, blow blow up yeah. at Coachella. Like there, it was so popular that they were like, "Okay, we just have to keep doing this because there's clearly a fucking market for it." Yes, and we we were, uh, K-pop is like I think K-pop to white people are just just like, "Oh, we will not be denied." All right, yeah. we're gonna come to your fucking front lawn and we're gonna play these uh, these pop songs. We're gonna do these like weird ass Korean raps. Okay, we're gonna dance in a tight formation with transitions <laughs> and you're gonna love it and we're really putting it in their faces look at how many koreans are uh performing koreans uh americans and all over internationally and korean korean they have big bang this year yeji our fave yes uh by the way i was scrolling through yeji's um twitter and i saw that she was shouted out by robin because yeji did a like a remix of one of robin's songs yeah yeji is fucking popping off she's like she's she's traveling internationally as as, like a dj and like kind of circling up and through the yeah ranks yeji was a a early um kick-ass korean kick-ass korean for us i remember when i first moved to la i heard her on the radio while i was doing comedy in san diego and i was like what the fuck She's arrived, you know, on the radio, not podcast, like straight up. Anyway, so Big Bang's going to be there. Yeji. Big Bang, by the way, they're coming back after the whole Sunli thing. They got rid of him. Remember, uh, there was a whole scandal with him. Yeah. So it's a four four person band now. Uh, Epic High. uh, Do you remember them? Epic High? Yes. They're a huge K-pop band. Um, They're going to be performing. And another artist that I've recently heard of, Toki Monster, will be there as well. Toki Monster? Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> That's so cute and funny, right? <laughs> so, yeah, big ups to all the fucking Koreans performing at Coachella this year. What a great thing. Now, none of them, none of the Asians are headlining, okay, which is still, you know, an issue. Uh, but I bet if BTS was there, they'd be fucking headlining the entire goddamn thing. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Big Bang and Epic High, you know, as problematic as Big Bang has been with its members, uh, really ushered in the era of BTS. BTS would not be here without them. Yes. Um, Also, by the way, speaking of K-pop, I was uh, scrolling through Variety Magazine's top 500 powerful people in entertainment. 
I saw this. Uh-huh. And there was a music section, and Isuman of SM Entertainment was in there. Cool. Isn't that fucking crazy? Yeah, that I is mean, crazy. Makes I mean, sense, yeah, but, it makes sense. Yeah, because it's yeah, so yeah. much. Yeah. Wow. Um, but anyway, our kick-ass Korean is Peggy Gru. Uh, she's so out. attractive. I, she's so pretty. She it's has insane. that face, though. She has like she has, um, that rich, like, um, like fancy Asian face. Oh yeah, the Gru face. Yeah, that's a Gru yeah. face. Yeah. <laughs> that's that a Gru face. Gru. <laughs> She got a goo face. She got a goo face. I mean, oh, nice, a nice body goo face. You should also uh, sort of looks like um, Helen Jew. Oh, yes. Friend of the pod. Yeah, friend of the pod. Yes. yes. She's very attractive. Yes. Wait, do you think I should get, okay, listeners, sound off and let me know if you think I should sound get Botox off. in my lips. <gasps> in your lips? Yeah, like For a what? big, big lip. Oh, to, oh, to get, to fill your lips? Yeah. I'll tell you what, I've, I don't, I'm not looking at a picture of you right now, but I yeah. never have I looked at your lips and said, oh, they're thin. Yeah, they're not thin, but they could yeah. be thicker. Thicker? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go for it, sis. Yeah, Why I not? mean, yeah, they're not thin, but they yeah. could be, like, disgustingly big. You know, the drag queen Soju uh-huh. um, just got filled in she? Korea. Yeah. And it looks really natural and good. So, you know, okay. go for it. All right. Hey, okay. if it's going to make you achieve your dreams faster, I say more power to you. I don't think it has anything to do with my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> but just kind of be nice. I'm like very curious yeah. about it. Like I was obsessed about, I was looking at this old picture of me and I was like, oh my gosh, I look so much older now. I was like kind of like distraught about it and like, I was like, what the fuck is happening to my face? You know, like I'm aging, you know? And you guys, yeah. you know what it is? I was what? just tan in that other picture. <laughs> You know, a good tan will really change a a bitch's face. Yes, really. I was, like, upset. I was, like, I've been upset for, like, a day and a half. Oh, my God. I was, like, I I had to take more vitamins. I was, like, thinking about all this, like, like a plan of attack. I wrote some stuff down. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that you have a plan. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're also in Chicago, and there's not a lot of sun to be found. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, at this time. It's true. It's true. How is it over there? Is it fucking crazy? It is crazy. I mean, it's not that crazy. It's pretty I guess it's, cold. Yeah. It's always crazy, I suppose. But it's not that. It's like it's been kind of crazy that it hasn't been crazy. There's no oh, snow okay. on the ground, and it's just reached zero. Oh, okay. Not too crazy. Yeah, it's been in the mid-30s. It was in the 50s up through New Year's Day. Wow. Well, look at climate change coming through. Yeah. <laughs> Making Chicago a livable place again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but most everywhere else unlivable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so my kick-ass Korean is um, mm. Herbert Choi. Mm. He was the first Korean American lawyer in America. Um, what? He's like, how? Whoa! How old yeah. is he? He was born in 1916. He was born in Hawaii. Okay. His parents were like came to work in the sugar plantations shit. Oh shit. Like this is like before all the stuff happened with like the Chinese Exclusion Act and stuff like that. Yeah. Um and so he went to University of Hawaii and then he went to Harvard. Cool. 
Yeah, like in the 20s. He did it. <laughs> he went to Harvard in the 20s? Like, that's this crazy. Guy, Herbert Choi is the reason why all our moms fucking want us to go to Harvard. He's right? original. He's, He's probably the fucking OG Harvard bitch. He's the one who's fucking uh, holding a mantle up for us. God damn it. <laughs> He's our original cousin, like Sacho, and that could do yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know Herbert too? Uh, he got, he, he Harvard. Harvard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Herbert. Fuck you. Anyway, good for you. Good for you. Congratulations. Yes. And then he, like, served in the U.S. Army, like, during the war, Second World War. He came back and started to practice law. And he was the first Korean-American lawyer admitted to the bar in the country. Damn. And it didn't happen. Yeah. And it didn't happen until after he had served in the U.S. Army and came back for more. Right? And so. Um, and then he also served as the attorney general for the territory of Hawaii before it became a state. Um, Whoa! Before it became a state? Yeah. Holy shit! Because he was in 1957, 58, so it was like the territory of Hawaii. Uh, Hawaii oh didn't become a state until the 60s. God. And then this guy, um, he he became actually ultimately his... So he became friends with this guy named Hiram Fong, and he ultimately was elected to the Senate, and he recommended Choi to President Nixon for a seat on the Federal Court of Appeals, and then Nixon was like, I... And then Choi ultimately became the first Asian-American federal judge, (gasps) as well as the first ever from Hawaii. And he served on that court until 2004! What? <laughs> when he died in his sleep due to complications from pneumonia. Like, truly, <gasps> Herbert. That's the best way to go. Yes. That's the best truly, way. This guy's life is gold. Until 2004? That's Bitch. crazy. Didn't you say he was born in 1912 1916. 1916? Holy shit, that's a year before that stupid war movie that won all the wars. Holy shit, Herbert Choi, first Korean-American to pass the bar, first Korean-American to be a federally appointed judge, Yeah. first Asian-American to be a federal judge. This guy is the tits. The tits. The original Hachon that could do it. (laughs) (laughs) The original cousin that you love to hate. Yeah, exactly. Your your favorite frenemy. This is like like one of the best... I mean, this is one of the, like, fucking most decorated uh, hashtag kick-ass screen we've ever had. <laughs> Holy moly. Yeah, I know. He's a lot of firsts. And That's so cool. Good for him. In 1971, he got appointed into yes. the Ninth Circuit. Damn. And it was crazy. And he started in 2004? Yes. And his parents <laughs> were immigrants, like, that worked in the sugar plantation. Yeah, just like migrant labor. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's nuts. That's so fucking cool. Yeah. And there isn't, I'm not looking at a picture, but like a drawing of him. And I got to say, hot. he's very hot. Yeah. He's got that very face. Very so. Yeah, he's got a goo face too. <laughs> goo face, great career. Yeah. <laughs> Choi. <laughs> Herbert's good looking. Yeah. Yes, this, pay, yes. this this oil painting of him is sick. Truly. <laughs> I mean that gray hair slick back, he looks like a Buksang name. Yeah. <laughs> you have a thing for Buksang I love a clergyman. <laughs> like that is that is like your that's your kink, right? That's my kink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
you know, someone who speaks for God. Um, and it, and anyway. like disapproves of your way of life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I need to replace my father somehow. Um, Padre, will you? Now, uh, Herbert Choi, what a cool, I mean, he's obviously not on Twitter, but you can read all about him. He's all over the internet. Please go find hashtag Herbert Choi all over the internet. Well, thank you so much for sharing that kick-ass Korean. I'm very, I'm like, just looking at his oil painting is really giving me the chutzpah I need to go out there and book all these gigs, gal. Oh, yeah, yeah. I gotta I've, tell you, I've been like so stressed the last two days. Before we go, can yeah. I just tell you about this like crazy thing? That's yes, happening? please. So you know me, I, I'm poor and yeah. I don't have, um, I don't update my technology too much. Yes. Like even this laptop I'm using to um, to record all this stuff on. Oh, is I've seen it. From two <laughs> I know. I bought it in 2010. Yeah. This fucking MacBook Pro is 10 years old. Yeah. Okay. And it's, and it's not built to last. None of these products are built to last. They have an expiration date of 16 months. Yeah. And I, my phone, I have an iPhone 5S. Okay. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. And um, <laughs> the shit is fully charged in the morning. I take it off the charger at 9 a.m. And mm -hmm. by 9.42, it is down to 1%. So Mine I am too. living, yeah, I'm living with like garbage technology yes. that is like, be, and, and that's really being like not so um, secretly being forced to purchase new stuff. But, you know, I, I'm stubborn and I'm old, so I'm like, fuck you. As long as it lasts, I'm going to do it. Right. So anyway, fast forward to um, I am right now um, scheduled to uh, uh, film this pilot for E. Yes. Uh, for E's new Snapchat show called Hot Takes. And I'm, yes, I'm so excited. I'm really excited to the, for the first January ever to go into pilot season with something already booked. Like this is the first time I've Bitch. I, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel really great about it. Yes. Um, but with that being said, they, okay, so the producers of E and, you know, their technological consultant company who are in New York, they've sent me all this equipment. Like a huge ring light, yeah. um, a green screen backdrop, like an earpiece, a, like a really fancy Logitech like webcam. Because cool. I'm going to be filming this panel from home or whatever, remote. Where do you set it up? Just in my house, um, yeah. in my living room. Okay. And, I, um, and I'm doing the testing yesterday all day. And the lady from the tech consulting company is like, um, your laptop's just a little too old and like your Wi-Fi is just not strong enough. Um, let's use your phone. Let's try using your phone. And then we're doing the test with my phone and she's like, what kind of phone do you have? I'm like, an iPhone. She was like, what version? It's like 5S. <laughs> and she was like, oh my God. <laughs> so, um, now because what, what the show is, it's on Snapchat. So uh, the panelists are all like kind of dialing in. So we're very like technology and Wi-Fi uh, dependent. Yeah. So um, they're testing, like, making sure that the frame rate and the refresh rate, I'm not, like, the only one, like, cutting out. So it turns out I'm the only one that's, like, not, like, uh, technologically <laughs> fucking prepared. So they're like, oh, I don't know what we're going to do. Like, yeah. And, and they're like, can you go into your manager's office and just use their computer to do this test? So I went in this morning, and I asked my manager, hey, can you bring your laptop? Because I need to, like, plug into a better laptop. And he was like, okay. And he brings in his laptop, his MacBook Air, and it has no fucking ports on it. 
It's so new. It has no, um, like, USB. Like, everything has to be, like, converted into, into the like, cloud, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, what the fuck? And he was like, I don't know. What do you need? And I was like, I need some converters or, like, whatever. Something to plug in. This I, need holes. I need holes. I need holes. I need plugs. Flat rectangular holes. <laughs> and he was like, I'll, I don't have any of those. Like, I, it's just MacBook Air. So I'm like, now, uh, anyway, so long story short, I might get fired from this job because that I Are you serious? Because I don't have the right technology for it. Isn't They're not so going to give you a, are you serious? They're not going to give you a fucking phone? A loner? No one well, there can give you access to this thing? Well, here's the thing. I, do, I, I shoot tomorrow. So what? They're going to buy me a phone today to shoot tomorrow? Like, you know what I mean? So, like, I don't know what's going to happen. But, like, it just doesn't, like, the, the tech person who's, like, helping me out, she's like, really? Um, I, I, I haven't seen a connection this bad or the frame rate this bad. Like, and no, everyone's using, like, updated equipment. And I have fucking equipment from the Stone Age. You know, like I'm using a fucking Dell computer or like whatever. You like, yeah. So it really feels like I'm finally feeling like it. It really catching up to me, not being a luddite, you know, and not being fucking technologically on top of things or being, you know, being like current. I always thought like, well, fuck everything. Like they'll have to catch up to me. Guess not. Turns out yeah. I can't work if I don't have the right equipment. So. <sighs> Pray for me. We'll see what happens. I'm gonna go into um, my management's office and try to use one of the computers to like do the pilot. But I mean, afterwards, I don't know how I'm gonna film. So I might not have a job after all. No. <laughs> so that's where this is. So you are going I mean, tomorrow sure to the management's office, and they will have a computer for you to use. E yes, and um, someone from E is going to be dropping off some converters today. Okay. So. Yes. And then we'll, I mean, and you, you, is it, do you have to do this every day? What? The filming? Yeah. Uh, I'm not really sure, sure of the schedule, but if it goes to series, then I think it's going to be almost every day. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, it, it could be a cool, lucrative job, but also like I don't have the right tech for it. So we'll see. I'm a and little this is why the rich get richer. Here, see, that's exactly it. You know? I it shit fucking, is, uh, Parasite shit is was correct. Parasite is correct. <laughs> Parasite. <laughs> it should have been the best movie of the year. It's fucking truths resonate, reverberate through all of our lives. Hello, I'm literally like I'm metaphorically sitting on a goddamn spewing toilet trying to wipe my palm and leg, bitch. Fuck. Oh my god, that image. That image. That has to be like become a meme. I, yeah, I'm sure in Korea it already is. <laughs> like, if someone says something shitty, they're like, anyway, smoking on this spirit <laughs> If you haven't seen Parasite yet, come on, get the hell out of get here. Out of get out of here. Go, go yeah. order it on demand. Do yourself a goddamn favor. Culture yourself. Yeah, and don't right, be mad at us. <laughs> don't at me. Yeah. <laughs> don't you dare at me. Um, do you have anything to plug coming up? Um, Fun shows? Don't go. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm doing the Kate's Filet of Solo uh, this Saturday on the 11th, um, look it up. It's like a kind of a, like a solo, like storytelling, like a uh, festival that happens, uh, this year, uh, every year. And then, uh, next week I'm doing a show at the Logan square, uh, um, at the Logan square improv, um, on the 16th and I'm doing sachet at laugh factory on the 17th. Um, and then I'm doing Las Locas. Uh, I'm actually headlining that set on the 18th, um, and that's going to be a district. 
Um, cool. I'll, I'll be posting about that on my Insta. Come on out, please. You got a good choice. Yeah, you can find her at the best on G. And of course, you can find me at Peter KZ. You can find the show at Ajima Show. And please email us, show at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And remember, make, write those reviews so we could be found by other Koreans, other cool people, and share and all that stuff. Happy New Year, everyone. I hope it's going well. Bye. Bye. Bye.